We are actuaries. In a world filled with unpredictability, we use our math skills to navigate uncertainty. Actuaries make a difference in people's lives across industries and the world. Actuaries have the freedom to work anywhere. And according to US News and World Report, we're the 25th top paying career. Make an impact as a fact seeker and a truth teller. Use your math skills for good as an actuary. The world needs you. Spirit Radio Podcasts. Well, have you ever stopped to think, really think about that story that many of us know all too well? The wise men following the star from the east that led them to Bethlehem to worship the baby Jesus when he was born. Well, we're going to be talking about this story of following the star. And where do faith and science meet? In other words, does this Bible story make sense or do you have to choose between faith and science on this one? It's great to have with us in studio to talk about this theoretical physicist, Dr. Peter Taylor. Well, let's start off with just the general picture, Peter, of 2000 years ago, what did astronomy look like? I mean, would analysing the sky and stars, would that have been a big part of navigation at that time? Yeah, good question. Uh, I think people would be surprised how advanced uh, some astronomers were back then. So we know, for example, the ancient Greeks, so it's going back even, even further than 2000 years ago, they were very good astronomers. They had very detailed um, star catalogues. They had reasonable models for the solar system. Uh, people like Aratosthenes is a famous astronomer. Uh, he was able to calculate to within a few percent accuracy the distance between the Earth and the Sun, wow. which is an incredible feat at that time without telescopes or anything like that. Uh, so people were good astronomers back then. Uh, they did uh, they they did pay close attention to the to the stars to the night sky. Uh, and you can go back even further. I mean, you you can go back to the, the Babylonians, for example, were famous stargazers. They had very detailed star catalogues also. Um, maybe the difference with the Babylonians is they were very interested in, in astrology. So they were, you know, making these measurements, tracking the What the, the stars, stars are telling us, yeah. But, but they were really trying to predict future events from the positions of the stars and the planets and the moons, etc. Um, so these these were probably... The, the wise men in the Bible story, they were probably Babylonian astrologers. And that's that's probably, or maybe not Babylonian, but at least uh, astrologers from, from Mesopotamia. It's interesting just the history of it, because well, one thing it points to, for whatever reason, uh, you know, the, in the past we were interested in the stars and still are, it's knowing that there's something greater out mm-hmm. there than us being fascinated with the universe. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's been something that, I, well, I would feel it's kind of put uh, in our innate human nature because we know there's something bigger than mm-hmm. us kind of in our gut. But what about, and you touched, started touching on it there, Peter, just the, the, the wise men that followed to find Jesus. They, As you say, they might have been Babylonians. What else do you think they might have been like? Well, like I said, they were, they were almost certainly astrologers. I mean, they were certainly very interested in, in following the stars and, and tracking the stars and trying to predict future events. What could uh, the star have been that they were following? So the star from the story of the three wise men that, um, that they were following to find Jesus. Yeah, well, it almost certainly wasn't a star. So we, we can probably, rule, astronomically at least, we can probably rule that one out. The, probably the best candidate uh, are what we call conjunctions. So this is basically when um, two or more planets align, like the orbits of two or more planets align, and, and possibly even align with, a, with another distant star. And then to the naked eye, it appears as a bright object in the sky. And, and you have to remember the motion of this particular star in, in the biblical account. It's a very complicated motion. 
So it appears in the, in the sky to the to these Eastern Magi or these wise men, these astrologers. Then it leads them onwards to Jerusalem. Then they go and interview this King Herod. They clearly lost sight of it for a while and while they're trying to figure out where the baby Jesus was. And then the star appeared again and led them onwards to Bethlehem where, where the baby Jesus lay. So that motion is really too complicated just for a single star. So it's probably a conjunction of planets. And, and the, the kind of interesting thing about it is once you have that theory, you can actually test it because uh, the laws of physics are what we call retrodictive. That's a, that's a fancy word. That's my big word for the day, Peter. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a fancy word, which basically means if we know the position and velocity of stars and planets today, we can predict with perfect accuracy what they were in the past. Wow. Even 2000 years ago. Uh, so we could tell even to the hour and the minute where where the stars and planets were were in the past. So we can look back. We can we can run our uh, we can run our simulations backwards and figure out where all the planets and all the stars were two thousand years ago and see if there are any good candidates for conjunctions. And is there a good candidate? I mean, uh, when you think about that, the faith versus science narrative, the fact that you can do that is amazing. Say, so where were the stars? Could there be a conjunction? Does or can the Bible story make sense to you? Do you have to choose between faith and science here? Well, there are actually a couple of good candidates. So let me tell you about a couple of candidates. So there's one conjunction that happened around, that was a conjunction with Venus and Jupiter. So the two plans, Venus and Jupiter, and also the star Regulus in the constellation Leo. Now, if, if that wasn't good enough already, the, the star Regulus, Regulus means prince or little king. And it happened in the constellation Leo, which means lion. And of course, we know that Jesus came from the, the tribe of Judah and, and he was identified as the lion of, of Judah. Um, so I know that sounds maybe astrological. It sounds like I'm trying to make more of it than, than it is. But that is an interesting fact. Um, and, and this star Regulus, the Babylonians actually attached significance to that star already. Uh, so they call that star Sharu, which means the king. So there's there's even an ancient star catalogue where this this star is mentioned, and next to that star is that that name is the description, uh, the star at the heart of the lion. Um, so there's lots of interesting things going on there. The the problem with that candidate is when you run our simulations backwards, uh, that conjunction happens at at three BC, and that's maybe slightly off. Slightly <laughs> off. Now the the date of the best day for Jesus' birth is not 0 BC or 1 AD or whatever people might say it is. It's actually 6 BC is our best guess for Jesus' birth. Um, so th- there was a few years missing in in, uh, in the people who dated this, uh, this thing first. Um, so we think it was around 6 BC. Uh, we have a, a very good idea that Herod died at 4 BC. So Jesus has to be before that. Um, so 6 BC is our best guess. So that 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 date of 3 BC looks like it might be just just about off. Um, then, but there's another candidate that fits better with that date, and that's a, a conjunction of Jupiter and Saturn. So the planets Jupiter and Saturn align. Yeah. And they look like a very bright object in the sky, and that happens in the constellation uh, Pisces. Um, so this is probably the best candidate. That happens around 7 BC. That conjunction. So that might be the thing that these. Babylonian astrologers saw in the sky and paid attention to. And is it plausible to you that the Babylonians see this conjunction that it would have followed the path that you mentioned earlier? Yes, yeah, yeah. The, the motion of these uh, these conjunctions can look very complicated from uh, from our viewpoint on the Earth because it's a conjunction of planets and when you take into account the relative motion of the Earth and these two planets, it can look like 
that bright light in the sky can follow a very complicated motion, including standing still for a while or even changing direction. Yeah, so. and, it, and it's fascinating just to see that you can try and look into the history of stars. But just finally to ask you, Dr. Peter Taylor, in general, you know, especially at this time of year where you get to have maybe more faith-based discussions with friends or family who haven't been to church in a while, how does your work, um, especially, you know, as a scientist, inform your faith and how does it enrich it um, and, and enrich the Christmas story? Yeah, I mean... And you can see the discussion we're even having here uh, right now. I mean, this is this is a good example of uh, maybe how my scientific background actually enriches my understanding of that biblical narrative uh, rather than conflict with it. Uh, and I, I think I think this dichotomy between science and faith is, you know, it's a false dichotomy, really. I mean, the, the Bible, the biblical narratives are rarely concerned with what we might call mechanistic or scientific explanations. They're usually concerned with agency. So science is concerned with how the biblical narrative is really concerned with why, like what's the purpose. Uh, And sometimes these things, you know, come into alignment and sometimes one one can inform the other and vice versa. Uh, But for the most part, they're really giving you very different perspectives on the same phenomenon. Uh, So yeah, I think it's always enriching and, and never conflicting, at least in my perspective. Yeah, so that, that's always been my experience of these things. It's been a fascinating discussion. Uh, thank you so much for coming into studio today. I've been chatting to theoretical physicist Dr. Peter Taylor, and I'm sure we'll have you back in again. Thanks for joining us here okay. on Spirit Radio. Thanks for listening to our Spirit Radio podcast. Don't miss out. Subscribe today. Find out how at spiritradio.ie. We are actuaries. In a world filled with unpredictability, We use our math skills to navigate uncertainty. Actuaries make a difference in people's lives across industries and the world. Actuaries have the freedom to work anywhere. And according to US News and World Report, we're the 25th top paying career. Make an impact as a fact seeker and a truth teller. Use your math skills for good as an actuary. The world needs you.